0: Welcome to episode 35 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in. Sherry and I are excited to still be continuing our conversation with our very special guest, Kathy Parks, the creator of the Parks Method. She is here to share some of her very best advice on how consumer goods companies can pivot from e-commerce to sell to retail stores. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of Xpromos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 when I started a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And
1: I'm Sherry Nomadi. You know, Yvette and I, we always approach business from opposite ends of the spectrum, but we almost always come to the same conclusions on how to help our clients succeed. And that means we look at every possibility that exists before we find success with them. So, today we're going to continue our podcast conversations with Kathy Parks. Like Yvette said, Kathy is a rock star on multiple levels, and that's with sales, marketing, and product development. Kathy was fortunate enough early on in her career to really hone her marketing skills at Ogilvy Advertising. We actually met Kathy on the agency side of the business before she went to Mattel Toys. And while she was at Mattel Toys, she was part of this really elite team that was responsible for building Barbie to a billion dollar brand. And when she left Mattel, she took this process that she had gained and she repeated it over and over where she helped Emerging brands expand their distribution and channels to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars. And while she was doing this, she created her very own proprietary Parks method for selling to stores. So if you want to learn more about her Parks method and Kathy herself, visit her website at selltostores.com.
0: We've actually had the pleasure of working with Kathy at several points along Our journey as an agency and her journey as well so for the next several episodes Kathy has agreed to come on and share some of her very best pieces of advice with our listeners on how any consumer goods creator can sell their product to retail stores
1: so Kathy welcome back it's great to have you again today thank you I'm glad to be here Good. You know, in the last episode, you dropped one of those golden knowledge nuggets on us and our audience on how the profits are really truly in the journey. So today we want to circle back to that comment that you made a couple episodes ago where you have to show a national buyer a whole line. Like you can't just walk in with this one great product and go, this is awesome, take it. So Kathy, here you are, you know, you're a product creator, Mm -hmm. you've invented the greatest thing since sliced bread and you're really pumped up to sell to stores. And then you find out you really can't successfully sell on just one SKU, that you actually need this whole entire line. So for all of our inventors and creators out there of one product, Where do you start?
2: That's a really good question. The place to start is to think about innovation. There are so many different ways you can innovate from your core skew. That's kind of the way I think about it. That's the core of your line is your original product. You can you can expand your line with different colors, you can expand your line with different themes, with scale. You can go from tiny to big or big to small. Um, different price points, different types of packaging, and I think once again a trip to the store in in any aisle you'll see how companies have from one item to have a complete line. Let me give you a couple examples. Uh, Slinky, Slinky I worked on for a while and that was a 70 or 75 year old product that was just one item Slinky on the shelf and it was going a little stale, and we needed to pump up the brand, and we did it a number of ways. One is we reintroduced the song, and we created a box where you opened it, and you could hear this. and that became the musical slinky. But we also launched color slinkies, and the way we did that was with open box packaging so people could actually see the metal slinkies in all different colors, um, bright colors. And it was really successful. And then we launched different sizes. We had the gigantic Slinky and the Slinky Junior and the original size. And then we had Slinky Pets because Slinky Dog had been so successful. We launched a line of Slinky Pets. So one little um, coil that had been a part of our grandparents, our parents, our kids' childhood as as a toy, um, through generations we expanded with scale with color and with themes so that's a, another idea for you of how you can expand and really have fun turning one item into a line wow. uh, yeah um, another great, example is barbie ideas i'm sure you yeah. it's it's fun i think to put your product hat back on and really challenge yourself to come up with new ways. And and if you think about it as a store shelf, and if you take your item in your mind to the store and think about how to give it a bigger presence on the store shelf, it will come to you and you'll see the competition and you'll see what you might need to do. With Barbie, we needed to expand that brand, another very mature brand. It was 35 years old and we decided needed to really find a way to breathe some life into it and so we did that by entering other product categories so most little girls by that time we knew the statistics they had six Barbie dolls and then they bought fashions and then they bought an accessory like the car or the house and then they were done and we needed to turn that brand into a lifestyle brand and that's where we made a billion dollar brand out of it by um, adding bedding and and, you know um, clothing, apparel, hair accessories and that brand has expanded to this day to now there are actual Barbie size vehicles and Barbie homes and um, all sorts of crazy things for, bar- for little girls from zero to grandmothers that appeal to people across all price points, across all age groups. So you really can Expand your brand if you just expand your mind to do it. And that again expands your profits.
0: Now, Kathy, as a quick follow up on that, for someone that just has a a single SKU that fits into a particular product category, would you suggest that they expand by looking into other categories like clothing and this and that? You know, is that the the right approach out of the gate? Does that count as a
2: line? That's a good question, Yvette. The first step should be to to think about products where you can expand your spot on the shelf. So if you have one item that sits on the shelf, try to come up with new colors or shapes or sizes that would sit right next to your original product to make a bigger statement on the shelf. That way you're dealing with just one buyer, which makes things much easier. Um, you don't want to cross categories unless you're a mega brand like Barbie. So stick with that shelf and think of ways to expand your presence on that particular shelf. That's how you're going to expand.
0: Okay, so that so that's kind of the great approach when you have a you know a single skew type of brand. But like you said, if you are a bigger brand, um, then you can start looking at the lifestyle type options and you know kind of scale it up to that next level.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Think about some of the other brands that have done it. Um, Think about the yoga brands at Target that um, now have a four foot planogram that started out with just yoga mats and then they added other things that could be merchandised right next to it, like water bottles and things like that. Uh, I just heard um, Frito-Lay is expanding their flavors again. They've done a great job of expanding their flavors and their flavors regularly to have more space on the shelf so um, they're launching some new flavors this week as a matter of fact that you'll start to see on TV so just keep thinking about how to keep it fresh and how to make a bigger statement.
0: Yeah I think the funniest thing about the salty snack category because they they are great innovators in that space is that go ahead and try and find the plain chip you know you want the (laughs) generic you know the the Lay's you know original it's hard it's hard out there (laughs) Um, Kathy, as a follow-up, a a couple episodes ago, you talked about how a buyer had actually asked you, you know, unexpectedly in your meeting to develop a product line when you had come in to present something entirely different. You know, this was the, you came in with a STEM product and they wanted to talk to you about a competitor for Play-Doh. Since we're talking about um, expanding your product line today, this seems like a really good opportunity to tell us what happened after that. And I know you, you touched on a little bit in that episode, but what did you end up presenting? Because in this case, you really were starting from scratch. They just said, hey, we want a competitive product. How did you build out that product line and what did that presentation look like?
2: It, um, I actually have it here. I can show you. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to talk about it, but it's handy to have. This is um, three pack of the product line. So this is a line called Modo. This is the dough that I talked about how we competed with Play-Doh. So we had a very sort of Scandinavian clean look. And this one is called a three pack. But the way we launched this was we had individual dough packs in a tray, which is called the PDQ, multiple colors, and they were all sold individually to compete with the Play-Doh individual um, cans. So um, what we did was we then came out with this three-pack to put on shelf next to the PDQ and we pitched that to the buyer along with about five or six other items that included dough. Some were play mats, some were sort of like a Mr. Potato Head um, play pattern where there were plastic pieces and dough combined to create characters. (coughs) We went in with about six or seven ideas. I apologize. Hang on. The dog barked and the phone rang all at the same time. So we pitched about six ideas to the buyer, different sizes, different, different types of dough play sets and it worked really well. And, and what you need to know is when you're going into these buyer meetings, you don't have to have finished product. They can be empty boxes and they understand the concept. They don't expect you to go and produce product Um, overseas or in the U.S. and bring that to them. You can bring a concept or an image or an empty box and so we did. We presented empty boxes and they were just fine with that Um, and and they they took I think about three or four more SKUs and we expanded the product line pretty quickly. Wow.
0: Empty boxes sounds awesome.
2: (laughs) You know, I mean like
0: conceptually that sounds very doable in compared to really having to build out this whole line when you haven't even really sold in this one skew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the buyers are fine with that. It's okay. They understand. In fact, if you go to a trade show, almost everything that's at the trade show are truly empty boxes. So well, manufacturers sense. are, wait. <laughs> yeah, manufacturers are trying to get feedback before they start producing. That, yeah. makes
1: sense. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. Again, Kathy, great insights. We so appreciate this. We really would love it if you'd come back just one more day, please. <laughs> We've got one <laughs> more course. round of questions. Um, you know, maybe we could actually step back for a minute and take Uh, look at the overview of your proprietary parks method. You know, we've been talking about that and we haven't really honed in on that. So how about we do that for our final episode with you?
2: Yeah, that'd be
0: great. I I think my burning question about the parks method is whether or not it really stands for anything other than, oh, by the way, it happens to be your last name. (laughs) Yes. So we'll we'll be back in our next episode to talk about that. And in the meantime, if you'd like to know more about selling to stores, the Parks Method, which supposedly is more than just Kathy's last name, and Kathy Parks herself, you can always visit her website at selltostores.com.
1: So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Come back soon as we wrap up our five days with Kathy Parks on how to sell to stores and our final interview we will convince Kathy to really unwrap the parks method and share her secrets to success with all of you you're not gonna want to miss this